If you have your Bibles, you can remain seated, but if you would turn to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, we are going to begin at verse 1. 2 Kings, chapter 4, and verse 1, and read through verse 7. I would encourage you, if this is not a habit for you, but for it to become a habit to bring your Bible to church, I believe it's important that you develop a relationship with your Bible. I'm thankful for every tool that we have been given. Thankful for uh, the Bible app. I use it all the time. I'm so thankful for it. Uh, but I would encourage you to develop a relationship with your physical Bible and that you would let it be very real to you. Get familiar with the pages in it. Get familiar with where Second Kings 4 is in it. And let the Lord speak to you. The beginning of verse 1, it says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. So unfortunately, this type of thing happened a lot in Bible times. See, the woman has nothing. The woman has nothing, and so a creditor is coming to take her sons and make them slaves. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? You want God to give you a miracle, in other words. You want God to bless you. You want God to do the miraculous. Woman, what is it that you have for God to work with? And she said, Thine handmaiden hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. That's all she had, a pot of oil in the house. And then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Everyone say empty. Empty, empty vessels. And then he says this, Borrow not a few. Go and gather a lot. Gather a lot of vessels. And when thou art come, and thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto all thy and all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. In other words, take that pot of oil and start pouring it out. Very strange. There's a lot of things that the Lord asks us that are strange, isn't it? I always think of when he spoke to Joshua and said, march around the city seven days, and on the seventh day, seven times around the city. That's pretty strange. But God knows all. God has a way. He has a purpose and a plan that's so greater than our understanding. So when God asks you to do something strange, don't question it. Follow the voice of God. God asks us to do a lot of things that seem strange to our culture. Follow the word of God. Follow the voice of God. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, verse 5 says, and who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. 
And at this time, the oil stayed. The oil was poured out as long as there was emptiness. And hear this, this is why, because emptiness always determines outpouring. Emptiness always determines outpouring. Verse 7 says that she came and told the man of God, and, she said, and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Now your kids, they're going to have an inheritance Your kids are going to have a future. You are going to have a future. God has poured out. Your kids are going to have an inheritance because you gathered emptiness. And emptiness, emptiness always determines outpouring. And as I said, I'm thankful for what we have experienced. I'm I'm thankful for what you have experienced in your walk with God. I'm thankful for our history. I'm thankful for everything that God has done. But I don't ever want to be satisfied with what God has done. I am believing, and I hope today that you believe, that there is so much more available. Is anyone hungry for more today? Today... I want to talk about something that money cannot buy you. Something that, though, is available for you. Money can't buy, but emptiness and hunger can. And that is the Spirit of the Lord. So I want to talk about the value of emptiness. The value of emptiness. The Bible teaches us that hunger is the only thing that has the ability to predetermine how much Of God, you will receive hunger. Someone say hunger. It's not great preaching. That won't do it. Thankful for that. It's not great preaching. It's not great promotion or great programs that bring revival to a city. What brings revival to a city is the amount of emptiness that God finds and the vessels that He can fill. And it's when we realize our own emptiness that we begin our journey to God through repentance. It's that sense of emptiness, which is that deep need for God, that understanding that I have a void, and God is available to fill that void. It's when I come to that place where I acknowledge that I need Him, that place that I understand that I'm not complete without Him, that place of understanding that says, I need him more than I need anything else. I need him more than the lunch that I'm excited for after this service. I need him more than the opportunity that someone has given me uh, that may not line up with the will of God for your life. The understanding that Jesus is all we need unlocks outpouring in our life. See, all of us, when we began our journey with God, no matter how many years ago, days ago, weeks ago, all of us began with a sense of emptiness, didn't we? All of us began with this desire for something that we don't have with this understanding and belief that 
there is a God available to me. All of us start with emptiness. No one came to God because they had it all together. No one, even if you've grown up as a child in church, when God becomes real to you is when you understand that you need him. None of us come as perfect people looking just to add something on top, a cherry on top to our life. We come to God when we understand that there is a desperation for something more, something significant, something of value. And, and when we see that that thing is right there, that's when we give ourselves over to God, when we come by faith. For by faith it is impossible to please him. And without faith, we cannot be saved. We believe that there is a God and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. There is a God that is out there who sees us where we are at and that he loves us no matter who we are, what we've done, what our past is, what mistakes we've made, we have a faith to believe that that God loves us. And that faith propels us into a relationship with the one who changed our story, that changes stories, the one who died for our sins and who rose again into victory, into life. But it all begins with that understanding that I don't have it all together. I need something or someone and God is so gracious to fill every vessel that is empty and that is hungry for something more. And today, if you are empty and if you are hungry, God promises to fill you today. God promises to fill you at the point of your desire and need. It was that deep hunger and that deep need that caused us to call on the name of the Lord for the first time. It was that deep hunger and desire that caused us to call on the Lord a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time maybe. And the Bible tells us that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do today is be desperate enough to call on the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. All you have to be is desperate enough to say, God, I need you. I need you in my life, and he will fill you. Go beyond just a spiritual experience. Maybe it's a healing in your life. All you got to do is call on him, and you will be healed, I believe. All you got to do is believe on him, and he will begin to mend the broken pieces of your life. It may look different than the healing your neighbor receives. It may be different from the person that you've heard the testimonies from. It, it may be a different type of healing, but I believe that we serve a healing God, and I believe that you are sitting in a healing place, and that God will heal you if you call on him. God's instruction to this anonymous woman was to collect all the emptiness she could find. And that if she did that, that he would fill her. And she would fill the emptiness of her house. I just want to say that, first of all, God is attracted 
to your emptiness. And the volume of your emptiness determines the amount of your outpouring. Your emptiness determines your future. The instruction from the woman to her sons, which was the instruction of the prophet to the woman, which was the instruction from God to the prophet, was get everything that is empty that you can find. Go out and gather emptiness. It doesn't matter how large the vessel is. It doesn't matter what color the vessel is. It doesn't matter the condition of the vessel. It doesn't matter the shape of the vessel. There is one thing that is important, and it is the fact that it is an empty vessel. But if you can find an empty vessel, and you can bring that empty vessel into the house, I will fill that empty vessel. If you will bring it, I will fill it. If you can get more emptiness today, you can get more outpouring. If you can empty yourself of yourself, God will fill you with him. If you can empty yourself from your past, God will bring you into a new day. If you can empty yourself of bad expectation and hurt and pain and fear and doubt, God will fill you with something that is a heavenly gift, an experience in a earthly realm. God has an experience available to you that only will happen if you become empty. If you can get more emptiness, you can get greater in filling because your emptiness determines your outpouring. Your emptiness determines the future of your family. Your emptiness determines the future of your existence. Your emptiness determines the future of this church. The amount of empty vessels that are brought into this house determines the longevity of this house. The amount of empty vessels that are brought into this place determines if we will have a church that is worth anything or a bunch of people that are satisfied with their experience yesterday and are just become comfortable sitting on a pew. The amount of emptiness we have, the amount of desire we have and hunger that we have to see our world change and turn upside down will determine the outpouring that God has in this city, in this place. I'm praying that his will is done here as it is in heaven. And that only will happen when I become, become completely devoted to empty vessels. When I become consumed with emptiness, God will pour out. When I become consumed in the ministry of empty vessels, we exist here at West Monroe Apostolic Church to lead people into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. It is our why. It is why we exist. 
And I want to become consumed with the ministry of leading empty vessels into the house of the Lord. Because I believe when I bring an empty vessel into the house of the Lord, that there is a God who is willing and who is able to fill that emptiness in their heart and in their life. I don't want to sit around with a bunch of full vessels. I don't want to become satisfied sitting next to the same person I've sat next to year after year. I'm thankful and I hope that they remain in the house. But I want there to be a few people in between me and that person next time I come in. I want people that are, are outsiders to become insiders. And I believe that the empty city that we reside in and that you reside in and the empty vessels that you work with and the empty vessels in your family, I believe that God will fill them if we believe that he will fill them and if we bring Jesus to them, God will fill them. If we bring the empty vessels in the house, I believe God will fill them. I believe God is in the ministry of filling empty vessels. And God wants us to be a part of that ministry. That lady in our text knew that the outpouring of oil she received in the deliverance of her sons was dependent upon the amount of emptiness that she found. Also, it was restricted by the amount of emptiness she brought into the house. Because the outpouring you receive is determined by your emptiness. If we never bring empty vessels in or we stop bringing empty vessels in, outpouring will cease. It's only when we bring empty pots, empty vessels, it's only when we ourselves become empty that God shines on us and he blesses us with a gift with a gift that money cannot buy a life that is shattered and destroyed by sin it is not an embarrassment to god a life that has a past is not something that god looks away from And empty vessels get God excited. We as people sometimes can be more attracted to the full vessel than the empty vessel. But God loves the empty vessel and is willing to fill up the empty vessel. And so we have to be attracted to that empty vessel the way that God is attracted to the empty vessel. God is attracted to emptiness. He is committed to emptiness. Emptiness may make you feel bad. Emptiness may make you feel awkward. Emptiness may make you feel like you're not good enough. But God sees emptiness. God sees the condition of our lives. He sees you today. If you're in this house and you are empty, God sees you. 
And he values the empty vessel because he sees the fullness of an empty vessel before the fullness takes place. He sees who you are to become before you have started being who he has called you to be. God sees you not for who you are today, but he sees you for who you are to become. God sees empty vessels as vessels that he can fill. So if you are in this house and you are empty, know that you're among friends today. You are not alone. And there are others in this room today that are empty. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Because you can fill your life with so much. You can fill your life with so many things. You can go throughout the week and become a deposit box for this world. And fill your life with junk. Fill your your life with this and with that. And God today is looking for someone who will empty the deposit box. Someone who will empty themselves out on this Sunday morning and admit their need for God. Admit that they don't have it all together. Admit that there is a lack in their life. Admit that they are not maybe who they have always been or maybe they are desiring to be more than who they have been before. But I believe that today God is going to fill empty vessels. And if you are an empty vessel, you are the perfect candidate that God is looking for to fill in this place place. God will fill an empty vessel because emptiness always determines outpouring. In Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus said, blessed, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And people have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in many ways. They have been filled sitting down, they have been filled standing up. They have been filled at church. They have been filled at their home. I know of one in this building that was filled praying for her dog. I love my sister-in-law. I, people have been filled with the Holy Ghost in many different ways. People have been filled with the Holy Ghost at their job. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost in public. They've been filled with the Holy Ghost in private. People have been filled with the Holy Ghost that are young. People have been filled with the Holy Ghost that are old. People of all shapes and sizes have been filled with the Holy Ghost. But there has never been anyone filled with the Holy Ghost that was not hungry and thirsty for him. God cannot say no to a hungry vessel. God cannot say no to an empty vessel that is hungry and thirsty after God. And if you are hungry today, God will fill you. If you are thirsty today, God will fill you up. 2 Kings 4 and 6 in our text, it says that it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel, another vessel. Bring me more, more. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And it was in that moment that the oil, the outpouring of oil stopped. And I want to say this secondly, that satisfaction is the greatest enemy of outpouring. 
the oil was poured out as long as there was emptiness. And while there is empty vessels, outpouring will take place. As long as there was empty vessels in the house, outpouring took place in that woman's house. When no empty vessels remained, the outpouring ceased. Jim Collins in his wonderful book, From Good to Great, says that good is the enemy of great. And satisfaction with a past experience will rob you from the greatest potential experience that you will ever have in your life. Past knowledge of God, past experience with God, if you allow it to consume you to a point where you come in filled up every service and every day, where you don't give space or room for God to do the miraculous in your life, that will rob you of all the blessings that God has in store for you. We just sang about it, about blessings on your family and blessings to you and to your children. And I believe that there is blessing available to you and to your house. I believe that today, whether you've known God for decades and decades or days and days and weeks and weeks, that God has greater things for you. For the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he comes that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so there is abundant life available to you, but don't become so wrapped up in yesterday that you don't allow yourself to receive the new blessing that God is wanting to pour out in your today. Don't become so satisfied with talking in tongues in 75 that you miss out on receiving what God is wanting to do now and tomorrow. God wants you to remain empty. Catch this, a child of God who has been filled with the Spirit, it doesn't, it doesn't, necessarily just makes sense, but, but in God's way it does. That a child of God should always remain empty. That a child of God should always come before him expecting so much more. While we are thankful for what he has done. I'm thankful for what he has done this year. I'm thankful, as I said, for the life change that I see in this place. I'm thankful for those that have been bought by the precious blood of the lamb. That have been born again of the water and of the spirit. I'm thankful for those that have come through our Celebrate Recovery. And God is doing wonderful things on Tuesday nights in our Celebrate Recovery meeting. And, and, and I, I think it would be great if, if, you, if, if you are battling something in your life, if you just can't get over something, come on Tuesday nights. Come on Tuesday nights next door. It's a great thing, and, and God will bless, and he is blessing. And so I am thankful for that. I'm thankful for those that are going through personal Bible studies and growing in their faith, and, and people that are discovering more of God, and, and that's been happening in this place. And, and for our student ministries that are growing and next-gen and, and those our classes are expanding and growing, and, and this church is growing, and, and we're having greater attendance than we've had in a long time. And I'm thankful for all the things that God is doing and what is happening, but I can't become satisfied with what God has done, that I sacrifice what he is wanting to do. 
And God, while he has done great things, and he will always do great things, don't ever become too satisfied with that or glorify that, that we miss out on the more that is available. And it comes down to this. We have to continue collecting empty vessels. The prophet said, go out and find as many that you can find. Go out and find as many empty vessels as you can. And so they went out and they collected lots. But there came a time where they filled up the last vessel. And when they filled up that last vessel, the oil stayed. It stopped being poured out. And I say that to say this. Here at Westminster Apostolic Church, let us not ever rejoice at the last vessel that we bring in. We, we are thankful for what he has done, but we don't ever come to a finish point. To a, we don't step across the finish line. We believe that, that one is saved today. We believe another is going to be saved tomorrow. If one repented today, we rejoice in that and we are thankful for that. But we believe that there are two that are repenting and coming back to God tomorrow. We are satis- we're not satisfied with the many that have been baptized in Jesus' name and those that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We rejoice in that and we are thankful for that. But I, I don't want to celebrate that to a point that I make it a statue and celebrate the goodness of yesterday. I want to be unsatisfied with what he's done because he has greater things in store. And God has greater things in store for you, too. God has done great things for people in this place. He has blessed. He has given purpose. He has poured out his spirit. But I don't want to be satisfied with my testimony from yesterday. I am excited for my testimony that is coming tomorrow. Because God has greater things in store. And he has greater things in store for you. In Ezra chapter 3. We read this story of them dedicating the temple. They're dedicating the temple after they come back from captivity, this new temple. It's the replacement for Solomon's temple. And at the dedication, it says this in verse 11, that they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good for his mercy endureth forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation, someone say the foundation, of the house of the Lord was laid. They got excited over that foundation. But many of the priests and Levites, the chief of the fathers who were ancient men, that they had seen, they had seen that first house. And when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, they wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy. They wept, and many shouted. These ancient men, it says, they had seen the glory of Solomon's temple. Now they have a foundation of a new day in front of them. It's great, it's wonderful that there's a foundation But I remember, I remember, I remember what was. And it tells us that they wept because they had seen something greater. And while they were shouting, there was weeping. There was 
Lots of commotion going on. And verse 13 says, So that the people could not discern the noise of the shouts of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. So there's this chaotic scene. This chaotic scene as people are thanking God for the foundation that was laid. And while there's people mourning because of what they have seen. And I think this is where we are today. I'm thankful for the foundation that God has put in our church. I'm thankful for what he is establishing now. And hear this, we're never leaving our foundation. We're never departing from the foundation that has been laid. I'm thankful for the foundation that has been laid. We're never moving off of the foundation. I'm thankful for people that have stood in the gap here at West Monroe Apostolic Church. I'm thankful for the truth that has been preached from this pulpit, that has been preached in years before, and that will be preached in years to come. We're never moving away from what God has established here. But also, I have this belief and this understanding that there is coming more, and that the foundation has been great, but God is about to do the miraculous, and he is about to pour out like he has never done before. For the glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in the place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. And I believe this, that the latter will be greater than the former. And I believe that the latter you is going to be greater than the former you. That what God is establishing and what he is building is greater than your past. It is greater than your yesterday. It is greater than what you have tried to create on your own. God is doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. And your outpouring is determined by your hunger and your thirst for the more. Your hunger and your emptiness will determine what God will do in you and through you. But God is about to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, saith the Lord. I believe it today that it's happening on this Sunday morning. That on this day, God is going to pour out in your life. He is going to pour out healing. He is going to pour out restoration. He is going to pour out renewal. He is going to pour out on your finances. He's going to pour out on your family. He's going to pour out in your life. Someone today who is empty and hungry is going to receive the greatest gift that they could ever receive. It is available to you today. It is available to your kids and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But it only happens when you get desperate for him, when you become hungry for him, when you become empty and say, God, come and fill me. God will do it. Will you stand today? There is no amount of money that can buy what God wants to do in your life today. You cannot purchase this salvation. Ephesians 2 says that it is the gift of God. God has something for you that you cannot earn in this world. You cannot earn it in the church. It is a free gift for you. It is a free gift that he has for you. And the only way you receive it, the only thing that can buy it, 
is emptiness. So what is the value of emptiness? What is the value of someone who comes broken unto God and says, God, will you fill me? What is that value? I can't put a price tag on it. But I remember who I was. And now I'm thankful for who I am. And I've not had it all together. Pastor's not had it all together. But I remember who I've been. And I know that when I became hungry and when I became empty and when I said, God, will you fill me? God is faithful and he is just to forgive you and to fill you. And money can't buy it. The value, the value is great. The value is immense. The value is your future. And God is going to give you what only he can give you today. And so first, can we just all raise our hands and pray this prayer? God, empty me. Lord, empty me on this Sunday morning. Everything that I came in with today. God, I give it to you. I surrender it to you. I take it out of this vessel and I give it to you. God, we pray this prayer of repentance. God, forgive us and cleanse us. God, I'm sorry for who I've been. I'm sorry for what I've had in my vessel. But God, I surrender it now to you and I give it to you and I, I don't want it back. And I turn around and I'm walking in a new direction this Sunday morning. God, I surrender all to you. Fill up this empty vessel. Fill up this heart. In Jesus' name. And what I would ask is that we would all come forward today. That we would all come with great expectation. If you today have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, today is your day. All you got to do is be hungry and thirsty and you will be filled. For the rest, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, I'd ask you to also come this morning. I just want us all to come and surround this altar. We're all in this together, aren't we? We're all in this together. Let's come today. Let's minister one to another. Let's empty ourselves to him. Whatever you need today, God will give it to you. When you surrender, in the name of Jesus, let's all raise our hands. Let's all pray to the Lord today. Jesus, I need you this morning. God, I'm hungry and I'm desperate and I'm thirsty for you, God. God, I'm empty. God, my life is not what it is going to be, God, but here I am. God, and I love you more than I love anything else. I love you more than I love anything else, Jesus.